Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to your first World Cup 2022 stream brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. You are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we're also joined by Gianni Batici. How's it going? Hello, mate. I'm really good. I'm glad to be uh, up chatting with you this evening because I feel like we barely ever chat. So this will be a nice <laughs> speaking. I know about a, a game that I'm really excited about. I was just yeah. telling you before we on air, I'm super excited for this one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I mean... Literally, the last time we we did anything together was on the official pod, and that's the first time for like a year, two years. Yeah. So it's going to be great to actually do a few things together. I think we, might, we you never know, we might even do another one uh, at some point for the World Cup. But um, talk to I us. How excited are you about the World Cup? Yeah, man. I know. Like with no with no Italy, it is weird. But I mean, I say that huh? Italy didn't take part in the twenty eighteen World Cup either. <laughs> I know. No Italy. What are you going to do then? So normally you'd have three Italy, wouldn't you? So what are you going to do? The last time Italy played in a World Cup was the game Suarez bit Chiellini in 2014. Ooh. That's how, like, it's going to be like nearly a decade since Italy last played in a World Cup. But yeah, I mean, I would be tripling up on the Italians, you're quite right. Um, maybe to my my detriment. But I actually think it will probably work slightly to my advantage, this mm. this World Cup, that I won't have any club bias because everyone's going to have a club bias, right? I, well, I yeah. won't. Because I really, I really don't know who I'm supporting. I've, I've got money on Spain. I like Ooh. Serbia and Poland because they have more Serie A players than any other team. Yeah. And other than that, I'm like meh. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting tonight because obviously this is the first stream that I, I did do a stream with the above average guys last week, and that was great because that was my first one. But not all the squads were announced. The website was a bit hit and miss, although it's still a bit hit and miss. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah. this is just, this is my first, like, it's getting exciting. We've almost got 100 people in the chat. People are saying this is like, you know, Euros again. Like, we've got that buzz about FPL's finished. We're now kind of getting into that World Cup fantasy, and it's going to be great. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the website, talk about the boosts and what we're thinking and early thoughts and things like that. We've got our first drafts to look at as well, which is quite exciting. But then, of course, it's... It, when you look at FPL, there's such a lead up to it. Whereas with the World Cup, we've got five days. That's literally it. We wake up tomorrow morning, it's four days. Um, just start us off then. What do you think about the game at the moment? There's obviously the different boosts. There's different ways of playing it. What do you think about the game? Yeah, it's health. I like the short lead up. That's healthy. Like We tinker for far too long in FPL and often just get ourselves in a tiz. So having the five days is brilliant. Um, first impressions of the game were, I love the chips. I love the yeah. three chips. They're chips I'm not familiar with. Like I, I haven't played um, 
the Champions League game ever, the official one. I've never done the official Euros game. I've, I've played various fan team games. So I haven't got used to a huge amount of chips other than what we've seen in FPL. So these are really different, right? Like, yeah. I love the 12-man idea. Um, yeah. the, the double captaincy points is a cool one as well. So, yeah, I, I like the chips. The wild card, I'm not so sure, is needed in a game like this. Like, knowing we all get the wild card for the last 16 as well, yeah. I don't necessarily think two wild cards are needed for seven rounds of fixtures, as well as other chips, as well as two transfers at least as a minimum every week. So yeah. I don't necessarily feel like that wild card's needed, but it allows us to be maybe a little bit more tactical and and, yeah. and a bit more strategic. And I'm I'm not going to lie. Obviously, we're doing content about this. There's still some bits of here that that are a little bit fuzzy to me in terms of. Sometimes I think their explanations of the boosts and things like that aren't, aren't the best yet. So we're still trying to work it out. Like 12th man, I only found out today it can be any player. It doesn't have to be a player in your team, which I didn't yeah, realise. No, yeah, you don't want it to be a player in your team, do you? You no. want it to be, that ideally, it's it's a fourth player of one certain country. You've already got triple up in your team because yeah. you fancy him against Iran. You're going to go, well, I'm going to go Harry Kane as well and make it four. Oh, he's, and what's the other word? Captaincy. I'm still a bit all over the place with captaincy in terms of how that's going to work. You might be able to explain it a bit more for me. In the Euros, it used sure. to be a different match day. You could pick a new captain if you wanted to. Whereas this yep. one, it's unlimited times you can change it. Yeah. But once you've changed it, you can't change it again. Is that right? I think once you've changed it, you can't go back. But I think you can keep changing. Lovely. And again, I think that's you fine. can change it up to... I don't think they've been crystal clear with this, but I read somewhere yesterday you can change it a couple of times within the same match day, within the same right. day. And obviously yeah. at times we've got four fixtures a day. It's like we, you want to possibly change throughout the day. It does make you think, though, this game more than ever, with all those changes and the substitution changes, yeah. you need to be on your app because you're going to be out and about, not at your desktop all the time, right? I'm certainly not planning on being on my desktop for one week when I'm actually in Qatar. I'm going to be relying on my phone. And at the moment, I can't even use the app so it's like okay there still needs a little bit of work to be done i'm yeah. gonna need that app. and and we'll, we'll say it now like the website it's not completely finished yet by the looks of things is it there's a yeah. lot of squads that aren't in on there i think i think denmark don't have a keeper on there yet it's, it's there's a lot of things that aren't quite finished yet so keep up with it and keep going because obviously in a couple of days hopefully you can uh, you can pick a full squad but um you know for all those people that are going to be engaged with it it should give us a bit of an advantage because we're going to keep looking as the days going on aren't we so um it'll get there eventually yeah oh okay it does look like nuclear atoms in the chat who is often a reliable source does say you can only change captaincy one single time okay that's mm. also good yeah i like that bit and actually i think they've done that because of the captaincy boost where you'll get your best captain that day, won't you? It'll go on. So I'm assuming they've done it because of that. Um, cool. Nuclear Atoms, by the way, is saying, uh, this brings back uh, Euro vibes. Unfortunately, uh, I listened to Andy and I listened to him and his bad advice. I'm hoping for a turn of fortunes. <laughs> oh, I did all right in that one. Um, anyway, that. yeah, before we have a look at our uh, drafts, um, I just need to say there is a Sky Fantasy game that's for the World Cup as well. Free to enter, 10 grand prize, lovely stuff. You can play that if you want to. Literally, you could just quickly sign up. I don't know any of the rules because I'm not playing it, but you can um, uh, have a go at that. And the second thing, these are all free things and you get money prizes if you win. World Cup prediction game from Scout, uh, £500 to the winner. Uh, worth doing, isn't it? It's free, worth doing, you never know. Um, so, uh, so give both of those a go if you fancy it. Um, so, I've just brought my team up on the screen. 
so for I don't know where this is going out as a pod, but I'll read it out anyway. Um, so I've got Allison in goal. I've got Danilo uh, in defence with Dumfries and um, Oliveira from Uruguay. I've got uh, Musiala in midfield for Germany. I've got Eriksen from Denmark. Di Maria from Argentina. And then Bergwijn from um, Netherlands. And then I've got Messi, Richarlison and Mbappe up front. I've got Roche on the bench with Sosa, 3.5 million Sosa is ridiculous with a starting left back for Croatia. Um, Mela and then um, Rodrigo de Paul on the bench as well. Um, don't get me wrong, this is not set up in terms of match days or anything yet. So this is not set up thinking about who's playing first. Make sure you have the other people on the bench. So obviously my, my Brazilian players will probably be on the bench there. But I'm pretty happy with the way this, this team's looking. Um, I... In terms of players that I will definitely have in my team yeah. when it when it when we lock in, Dumfries will definitely be in there, hundred percent. He's ridiculous in terms of his output for a right back. <laughs> like so he'll definitely be in there. Um Musiala, I just fancy him this tournament. I feel like he's gonna have a really good tournament. He's been incredible for for Bayern so far this season. I want to have double Argentina. And I don't want to have Martinez up front, Lautaro Martinez, because I want Richarlison and Mbappe. So I've gone with Di Maria in midfield. And I don't think that's a bad shout, but obviously I feel like Martinez could be, maybe could get more points, but I'm struggling to get him into my uh, my front line. Bergvine's a lock because I love him playing up top for Netherlands in a lovely, um, lovely group that they've got. Messi, I mean, it's so hard not to pick Messi, isn't it? Um, and then Richarlison, because I want Brazil, and obviously 7.5 million, he's probably going to be leading the line. And then Mbappe. Um, Sosa, Mela, they're going to be in my team. Mela's, again, ridiculous price, 4.5 million. Sosa, they're 3.5 million. Um, so majority of this is kind of locked, but there's a few little bits that I might be changing as I go on. I mean, you're obviously, I see you kind of leading in every now and again to look at my team. What What's your initial thoughts on my team? I know we've got some similarities, but we've got some differences as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait to get into this, mate. I'm going to rip it apart. Uh, no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, I, I'm i going to start with a negative because otherwise I'm just going to be blowing smoke. Like, oh, no at least give me a, a, a poo sandwich. Just give I me mean, a nice little go. All right, let's, start, let's go Denzel Dumfries. Cracking shout. He's been in my Serie A fantasy team. Of course he has been all season. His, he's a wing-back, but a wide forward. Is like watching Prime Alonso on the other side. Um, so we like that. And we'll have fond memories. of the likes of Dumfries and Mala or Mela from the Euros, who obviously got yeah. loads of points then when we played the Euros games. But at fullback, it's interesting you've gone for Danilo because mm. he's not nailed. And he, he should be nailed. For me, like, I mean, I'm not going to tell the Brazil manager how to manage, but he would be my right-back. But I think it was their last friendly... They had a really interesting formation, and I think it was the back four. I think they played they played Militao at right back, Marquinhos and Thiago Silva at centre back, mm-hmm. and Tellez left back. And I look at that Brazil back line and think, how are Tellez and Militao your full backs when you have Alexandro, who I really yeah. like as a left back at Juve, and Danilo, who since he left Man City, and he's been really good at Man City. Again, someone I've had quite a bit in Serie A fancy. So I'll be interested to see what they do there with their fullbacks. But yeah, it's an, it was an interesting formation that day. He played a back four and then he actually had Neymar and Paqueta both in midfield as number eight with, I think it was either Fred or Casemiro as a four. And then a front three of Vinicius Jr., Rafinha and Richarlison. And I think that will be the front three with Neymar slightly deeper. So look, Brazil are going to be amazing. Of course they are. But 
if Danilo doesn't start, that will cost you a bit because he's so expensive. But maybe yeah. you wait and see after the first game we have the transfers. I love the Masiala pick. I've gone there too. Bergwijn's mm. an interesting one too because like since he's gone back to Holland, goals, goals, goals. We love that. Yeah, yeah. The pie and Bergwijn up front together, maybe. Um, but then there's Gakpo as well, who's had an mm-hmm. amazing season. Does he get in the eleven? Does he get in the eleven as a number ten and all three play? Maybe. So again, yeah, I'm, 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 and we know yeah. Depay's not playing the first game, don't we? Yeah, I think he's a bit disappointed with that. Um, yeah. And it was yeah. so Louis Van Hull to come out and tell everyone that he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the front three is awesome, mate. Like I am worried about not going with Messi. Richarlison's Brazil's number nine for seven point five. It feels like a gimme. Um, and Mbappe, I feel like I have to own. I must admit, I've completely missed the trick there, knowing there's a starting left back at Croatia for three point five million. So that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty locked in, is it? You think? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at other fantasy games, he's like five point five six million. Uh, so he's yeah. I think they've they've done that wrong for some reason. I mean, three point five as well. I've got to go there then. That saves me a million on somewhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. So. And I mean, Mailer as well, 4.5 million. Just seems ridiculous yeah, value. So underpriced. So underpriced. Yeah. He's got something like 10 goals in 30 games. And annoyingly for Atalanta, he's not that good. But yeah. when he plays for Denmark, he's a machine. Yeah, no, I do like him. I mean, in terms of things that I'm worried about with this team is I am worried with how many people are going to go with Neymar. And I'm, yeah. I was going to ask you about Neymar in terms of He's, you know, in terms of qualifying and his stats going into it, you know, he's well above everybody else in terms of the Brazil team, in terms of goal contributions, but he's so yeah. expensive. With yeah. players like Messi, Mbappe, you know, people go, I haven't even got De Bruyne or anybody like that. I haven't got any Belgians in my team. Do you feel like that's an oversight or do you feel like he's too expensive for people to own? I don't know. The scoring system's interesting, isn't it? Because he's, he's listed as a, is this as a forward who get the same amount of points as a midfielder for a goal? They both get plus five. You get plus two for winning a penalty. I can see Neymar winning at least one penalty in the group stages. It feels like two points, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. He's pricey. And the fact he's not playing in a front three, it's going to be Rafinha, Vinicius Jr. and Richarlison front three. So, sure, he'll it'll be all out attack. It's Brazil. But he's not going to be one of the three most attacking. I mean, he would be just behind that. But perhaps you'll see a few assists of the assists. I don't know. I would love Neymar. But again, it's a tricky group. Now, Brazil are going to top the group. I'm sure of it. But I don't think they've got a game in there where they go and win 4-5-0. Um, I think it's Cameroon, their last group game, the third, which is the easier one. But, you know, Serbia is a really tough opponent um, mm-hmm. in that first group game. So I'm, I'm swerving Brazil for the first group game because I like Serbia. Um and then maybe I'll look to recruit Brazil if they look good in that opening game. Yeah, and I won't lie. That's one thing that's making me a little bit sketchy about having double Brazil defence because Serbia are just going to attack. They, you know, all of their strength is in their attack. Their defence is pretty, pretty shoddy. So, and it's all about their attack. So, having that double Brazil defence with a Serbian team that knows they've got to go all out in every game it feels a little bit shaky, if I'm honest. Um, Nuclear Atoms, who's very, very chatty in the chat, by the way, he's he's on it today. Um, he's mentioned Trossard for Belgium. Um, yeah. 5.5 million in the game. If Hazard is struggling with his... Yeah. yeah, if Hazard is struggling for his fitness, that, that position's Trossard's, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think so. I've done so many drafts. I can't remember if he's in my team or not that we're going to show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, super cheap. I, I just think with Trossard, if he if he is a starter, then that's an absolute gift at 5.5. Yeah. And Canada in that first game could be a really good one for Belgium. So I think he's worth the risk because, look, worst case scenario, he comes off the bench. But knowing we can make changes to our bench, mm. it's almost it feels like it's it's worth a punt. And Hazard's been so poor. It is worth bearing in mind, I'm pretty sure... I could be wrong. It's worth checking. I'm pretty sure Hazard's the captain for Belgium, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because he's never really struck me as a captain, Hazard. And there, there are clear and obvious leaders in that team. Yeah. But look, Martinez clearly, is, if he's made him captain, you'd think he's going to start him. Is there space for both of them? Possibly. The, the wing-backs at Belgium, bearing in mind they do often play with wing-backs, at the moment you look at it and go, there's Mounier there, and there's, I mean, there's Castagna, but he's, I don't think he'll be a starter. There's Yannick Carrasco, who's listed as a midfielder. Mounier is listed as a defender. I just wonder if Trossard could be shifted to a wing-back position. Because mm. he, he's done well under under Potter at wing-back. Um, I know it's not his favourite position, but in the games when they're playing the teams like Canada, those wing-backs will be wide forwards. They won't be wing-backs. It'll be a back three and a very much a midfield five. So worth perhaps still looking at. I think there's a few avenues of Trossard getting in the eleven with or without Hazard. Yeah, and these these Belgian wing backs are tough as well because there's so many players that can play in those positions, like you just mentioned. Like Trossard can play there. They've got Thorgan Hazard that plays there sometimes yeah, as well. Hazard, uh, yeah. yeah, so they've got a few, and it's such an exciting team. But it's going to be tough to pick those Belgian ones. I mean, De Bruyne is somebody that we've mentioned already as well. I did have him in my early teams, but it seems so easy to get rid of him. Um, what, what's your take on De Bruyne? Has he been in any of your drafts? Should, I'll bring up your draft after this as well. Yeah, I think he's been in every one. He's I like the key passes metric. You get you get points for key passes. Mm. And I just think De Bruyne for key passes. That's why he does so... It's one of the reasons why he does so well in the FPL bonus point system. That 32 metrics to the bonus points, but key passes is one De Bruyne, you've got to think, comes up on top every single time. So, yeah. again, I like... I think it's plus one for every two key passes, but they'll add up. And yeah. I, I think he'll... I think he'll be pretty attacking for Belgium. I think he'll play in that role just behind the number nine and therefore I expect goals. Um, but yeah, the Belgium launch video was interesting, Andy. I'm sure when I saw it, they listed it as, rather than just go defenders, midfielders, forwards, they did like centre-backs, wing-backs. So again, like you're right, mm. pointing out so many wing-backs and Thorgan Hazard was one of them. Yeah. And and. Yeah, it just shows how important it is to their their system and their role that they're actually making a deal in their launch video, calling wing back a position rather than just defenders, as the yeah. England team video showed. Yeah, definitely. And actually, you reminded me as well. I think Hazard came out today and said, um, uh, "I don't know why I'm not playing for Real Madrid." He said, "I'm fit and I can play, so I'm assuming he'll be fit to play for Belgium." Whether he's just saying that to basically say. I really want to play in the World Cup or whether he's just saying it to say, you know, actually, I don't have a clue. I'm not sure. But um, let's bring up your team then. Uh, so we got your team on the screen now. Five at the back at the moment. But obviously, you've got your uh, your you've actually got your bench set up, haven't you? Yeah, I put I think is it my Belgian players on the bench, but just knowing that they're playing late in the day. You've got De Bruyne in, in the middle uh, and Trossard on the bench. Uh, OK, I've got one Belgium. I think I've literally done it on fixtures. So the three... The three outfield players playing uh, at the end of match day one are all on the bench. Yeah. So then I'm ready to bring them in if I need to. If cool. anyone so- in my 11 blanks. With the substitution rule, Andy, are we yeah. thinking if your player blanks or 
doesn't score the points you want them to score and you want to substitute them, you can. So you can use all three of those substitute spots if you want yeah. to. That's yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was quite surprised you got Sillison in goal. Yeah, I... I he's fan- not there, is he? Oh, is he not? No, he hasn't been called up. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> so what, is Tim Krull going to come out of retirement and play? I know he's no, not No, it's... Um, is it ja- Jasveer? Is, is that his name? I can't remember his name now. Jasveer, something like that. Uh, but yeah, Sillison's not going to be there. So it's... Uh, yeah. That is an absolute stinker. I just went, I just assumed that because he was listed in the game, he was he was being called up. But yeah, yeah. okay. To be fair, I mean, Reese James is, is in the game. <laughs> didn't know so, that either. So you've got uh, Sillison, you've got Tagliafico, who is also tough i'm not sure whether he's definitely going to be left back so that's interesting trippier lovely uh i'll go through them and then i'll talk about it. uh you've got, you got dumfries you've got mailer you've got luke shaw then you've got bergvine musiala de bruyne and mbappe and lataro martinez up top uh and then you've got um trossard richarlison and kostic lovely shout that one kostic on the bench there as well uh with dimitrovic uh in goal as well just talk us through your team a little bit before i rip into it it's like you, you, I'll take your Danilo and I'll raise you a Taglafico. Yeah, <laughs> and not in the eleven. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean the Dutch goalkeeper, whoever he is, I think I'll probably go there because I just fancy Holland and I like the idea of doubling up in in these games. Um, when there's only seven match days, it's a little bit like when you play sort of fan team in, as you and I have done over the years, Andy. It's worth stacking, going big and committing to teams, whether that's the Dutch defence or the Argentine attack or whatever you fancy. Um, but yeah, I've got double Holland if you look at the goalkeeper and Dumfries as well as double England at the back. And I just fancy the groups and I just, I quite like the fixtures. Um, as much as I like Marler at Denmark and the first fixture is good, I'm not expecting much from match day two and three because I think that mm. could be seen as a tough group. Argentina, I do need to do a little bit of research into that back line. And it's weird. We're going into a World Cup and picking our fantasy teams without any friendlies. And look, yeah. I, this works for FPL. Imagine going into the FPL, even game week one, with new signings and new managers and not seeing them pre-season. You'd make a few errors. So I'm glad we're... Look, if you're watching these streams and you're listening to Andy's advice and hopefully a bit of my advice, then maybe we can help give you a steer on a few players. But I'll definitely be doing some of my own research now. You've raised that on Taglifico. See how many yeah. people put him in there starting 11 and maybe read some Argentine press on Google Translate if I can. Um, <laughs> the defence is all fullbacks, pretty much. That's that's where I... Look, centre-backs maybe have a higher chance of scoring goals and you do get plus seven for a goal, not plus six for a defender. Yeah. But some of these fullbacks are on set pieces too. So Trippier's goal threat is increased because he'll be on direct free kicks. And we've seen him score big direct free kicks for England before. Uh, Croatia, court semi-final, I think it was. Yeah. Um, midfield, Bergwijn, there's goals in him. I'm sure of it. And he's cheap. I was surprised how cheap he is. I think he's 7, 7.5. Mutiala's been more goal involvements, I think, than any other player in the Bundesliga this season. He's been flying. And he looked so good in that Germany-friendly um against England in that first half, I thought he looked really sharp. Yeah. And so good for Bayern in the champs. I don't watch any Bundesliga, but I do watch Bayern in the champs. And he's been electric. Um, De Bruyne, I love the key passes, and I really like that first fixture. I'm not sure if De Bruyne will stay long, but that Canada fixture could be could be a, a big high-ceiling pick. Mm. Mbappe is just going to... It feels like a set and forget. Like yeah. When you play like Mbappe in, in a league that's that's a good league, but not a great league, 
he doesn't get the platform to perform every week. It's a little bit like man versus boys in, for him in that league. So I often think when Mbappe plays Champions League, it's probably a bigger deal for Mbappe than it is for some of the other players that play in the Premier League and have a big fixture every weekend. So when Mbappe plays in a World Cup, and we've seen this before in a World Cup, I just feel like, again, you get that extra 5-10% because for him, it's like, not only am I the world's best kid, I'm better than that guy you all rave about in the Premier League called Erling Haaland. Not only am I absolutely elite, but this is my platform. This is my this is my chance to really show you. Because all of you lot just say I play in a farmer's league in France. And it doesn't mean anything when I score against Nice. Well, it will mean something when he scores against Australia in that match day one. And I expect him to go big. Um, and then, yeah, the bench is pretty useful. Brazil's number nine. Lautaro Martinez, Argentina's number nine. Both cheaper than I thought they'd be. Trossard's a punt. And Costage gets loads of assists. Yeah, I like Costage. Really like that one. Um, in terms of it, just a few questions, and then I'll talk to you a little bit about your boost strategy. Um, Mbappe or, or Benzema? Because Benzema is a little bit cheaper, just a little bit, but obviously he's just won the Ballon d'Or, had an absolutely incredible season. Um, and if you look at the Euros, you you could argue that you know Benzema had a better Euros than Mbappe, and Mbappe kind of flattered to deceive quite a bit. Would you go yeah. there? Would you go for Benzema over it? Or, or do you have to factor in the fact that Mbappe is probably going to be one of the most owned players in this game? I just think Benzema's injury problems have been a little bit like a little bit iffy. So he's missed a bit, quite a bit of football this season at Real Madrid. Mbappe's been flying. Mm. Um, so look, last season, I would have been tempted. Certainly the end of last season, when Mbappe, what Benzema was doing in the Champions League was just ridiculous. Absolutely deserves the Ballon d'Or. But yeah, rewind six months and I'd have gone Benzema. But what we're seeing now, if I'm going off form, if I'm going off the last few months, for me, it's it's Mbappe and it's that world stage of going, I'm the main man in here. And he really, he has a huge ego. I heard a story recently about the, the, the image rights of the French team. And he walked in one day and was just like, I've had enough. This isn't right. I'm not doing all these ads for all these companies I'm not actually working for. And it, it got to a point where I think Mbappe had a private meeting with Deschamps and they had to literally rip up agreements and start again. He dictates everything in that squad. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, also, is it going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Saturday that you put Messi in? Hmm. <laughs> so that's, I guess that's the compromise when you pick Lassandro Martinez. I've done that knowing that will kind of in a weird way block me from Messi because I don't think I want the double up knowing I've got Tagnafico as well and there are so many other great attacking options. And Messi will be amazing, just like Neymar will be amazing. But we can get the Brazil and Argentina number nines for considerably less. We're not talking half a million less. Yeah. You're saving... You're saving probably five million across those two teams by going down to their number nines. And if the number nines are getting service from these from Messi and Neymar, they're going to score tons of goals. So, yeah, I, I, I fancy the number nines in this tournament. Mm, interesting. Um, going on to your defence just very quickly. I didn't have any England players. You've got Trippier and Shaw. Is that mainly to do with the first fixture or is it to do with the fact you fancy England and obviously deep down you are really an England fan? <laughs> I, you, you had that question well done um, um, I don't know I thought you were going to say is it because they're playing wing back and I, yeah. my answer to you was going to be Gareth's wing backs are like everyone else's full backs they don't really pass the halfway line um, so I had to get that one in but look I mean 
I think England will keep loads of clean sheets. I think they keep two clean sheets out of three, possibly all three. I can't mm. see... USA have been so poor, so poor. Wales-England's a big game, but I think it will be tight. I mean, look, Kiefer Moore, maybe, the way he's been playing for Bournemouth. <laughs> but I, could, I wouldn't be surprised to see three clean sheets for England. And I do think Trippier, the way he's been playing this season at Newcastle, plus the mm. set-piece threat... Trippier was one of the first names on my team sheet, if I'm honest. And I just feel like Shaw compliments him quite nicely. Um, and again, it's it's a little bit like you've only got seven game weeks to go big. Where you see small gains, go for the double up. And I'm, yeah. I'm very happy with that England double up. I must admit, I even looked at Pickford on the triple up, but I don't want to mm-hmm. block myself from a, a Kane or even a Sterling. Sterling's only 8.5, Andy. And I'm, you know, Sterling's been useless of late. But for yeah. England, he always does a job. And I did have Sterling in my draft for a while. 8.5, listed as a forward, but he'll, he'll start. And, yeah, he's someone that could go score a brace against Iran quite comfortably. So, leading on from that then, in terms of your boost strategy, we've got 12th man where you can pick an extra player, any extra player you want. Budget doesn't matter. You've got wildcard which most people are thinking about using in match day three which i think is sensible because of all the rotation what are you doing in terms of your boost strategy yeah i i'm looking at wildcard will be match day three or the quarterfinals it's a tough one that if you do quarterfinals with wildcard you get you get the last 16 wildcard which everyone gets will feel like a free hit because you'll be free which which could be really fun to add a free hit into this game um the the boost i must admit i did look at messi as a boost for for the the first game week uh, knowing i've got lissandra martinez um again i think harry kane is a possible boost for that iran fixture um i i think there's a good chance i use boost match day one and then the the captain uh the double points captain match day two feels like a good possible time for that um yeah Again, I'm not sold on that. I do want to use the chips early or the boosts early because when we get down to the quarters and semis, as soon as you're playing good opposition each time, that 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 big ceiling return for some of those big players just, for me, drops instantly based on opposition. Yeah, big time. I mean, I think there's, I, I think match day one and match day two are great for the, the two normal boosts, for the 12th man and the double double captain. I think they're great. The wild card, I think, like you said, there's either two ways to go. You either use it in match day three because of all the rotation and because yeah. for the group A, you're going to know the teams before you have to lock in, which is massive as well. Because no, it's, yeah, cause it's uh, deadline is when it kicks off, basically. So you, you'll yeah. know all of group A, which is quite nice. And there will be rotation. Like there, there, there was in the Euros, it was horrendous. Um, or you somehow have an okay team for match day three because maybe all the groups still have to be decided because you never know, that might happen. And then in the round of 16, you hope that like what happened in the Euros, France and Spain got knocked out. Yeah. Everybody else has picked their teams and they've got triple France, triple Spain, whatever it is. And then you're sitting pretty because you've used your wild card and you've got a team full of players. Um, so I think there's two ways of going for it. You either hope for um, chaos before the knockout stages starts or you hope for chaos after it, I think. Um, so it'd be interesting which way it goes. I'm probably leaning towards using wild card in match day three. Um, Are you? Yeah, but it, if match day two finishes and um, don't need it, yeah. and we don't need it, then we get to keep it. Obviously, you know, if if all the groups everybody's on like three points, four points, whatever it is, then I think you can probably keep it. But if you've already got teams like Belgium, Brazil, Argentina, and we're all completely fill up with them, and they've all qualified already, 
with six points, I think it's going to be tough to not use it. The, the rotation's going to kill us, isn't it? Do we know... Can you roll... So you get two transfers between match day one and two and then two and three, right? Yeah. So if, for example, you rolled your transfers, you could go into that match day three with four or can you only roll one of your two? Only one you of them. So you could have three transfers ready for match day mm -hmm. three if you didn't want to... If you didn't feel like you needed to wild card, which again, I am looking at, at rolling at least one of my two transfers, I think, in an ideal world. And again, that's why we're building 15 man squads, also because of the substitution rule. We're all going to have fairly strong benches, which should reduce the need for transfers. If one week you go, I just need to get a good 11 out. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of a free hit in the last 16. And it feels like a free mm. hit if wild card in the quarterfinals. Because yeah. you would be wildcarding for the last 16, knowing you've still got a wildcard up your sleeve. And there's no way you'd go, oh, I'm going to wildcard in for the semis, because I just don't think that would be needed with all the extra transfers we get for those latter rounds. And hopefully there's some fairly predictable ties and not too many upsets. But I think if I was to make a call now, I'd say I'm more likely to wildcard in the quarters. But again, I won't rule out that much day three. And I will say as well, with these kind of tournaments, with how short they are, you need to get ahead quickly in terms of you've got for me i think power captain can maybe be used later on because getting that edge over getting your best player to have that captaincy is great but you need to get ahead early on so i, I think you need you know use those group stages well because that's where all the points are going to be and then yeah. straight away after uh you know in the in the round of 16 that's probably your last opportunity to really be different to everybody else and try and get more points because after that all the teams are going to start looking so similar um so getting ahead early i think is going to be really important how does that power captain work andy with substitutions of captains so you can still make the same substitute which is what one captain switch yeah i think okay. as long as they're in your 11 then you can use power captain if that makes sense okay so yeah if they're okay. on your bench Steve i don't Bolt's think your best scoring player of the game week of the match yeah. day yeah Fine. basically but they have to be in your 11 yeah um which, you know, makes it. I think it's quite fun, actually. I think it could be quite an interesting one. Um, and like I said, I'm assuming that's why they've changed the captaincy round and not done it as a every match day you can change. I think it is literally you can only change it once from what a lot of people are saying in the chat. Um, match day one. I wouldn't, I'm not ruling out match day one either for that, that boost then. Because mm. you sometimes see some of those bigs. I'm just trying to think back to World Cups. I probably can't name you any fixtures off the top of my head, but it feels like that first match day in World Cups, you see some... Some, some big scores and also looking at the fixtures of course you look at the teams and there are a fair few good options to go big is it Mbappe or is it an Argentina player an England player even even you know I've got Musiala could he, or Bergwijn or De Bruyne yeah. I, I like I do like my match day one squad for potentially it default into my best player to captain yeah could be interesting I think and you know the, the thing I've said an awful lot as well FPL I know it shouldn't be, but we usually take that a bit more seriously, don't we? Whereas something yeah. like this, just just have fun with it. Don't worry about what you know everybody else is doing. Everybody thought they had it absolutely nailed in the Euros. And then, like I said, France and Spain got knocked out, and it was absolute mayhem after that. And the people that saved their wild card were loving life in the round of 16. This could be yeah. the same, or it could be completely different. So just play it as you want to play it, and just have fun with it, because... I can't even remember where I finished in the, in the Euros. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you don't, you don't put ranks it. from these tournaments in your bio on Twitter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Unless you won it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, right, Gianni, I'm going to go back to the uh, to the main screen now. Um, 
I should say as well before we finish, Scout has loads of stats for the uh, for the World Cup. They've got loads of things in there. So if you're a member, get in there. If you're not a member, pay for it, get in there, and then you can use it for FPL after as well. So make sure you do. We'll be coming at you with uh, content every week, which would be great. Um, so it's not always going to be me and Gianni. I think I'm on with uh, FPL Harry a few times as well and a few different people, but um, uh, it should be great. And obviously we're looking forward to it. Um, Gianni, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. I had a great time, and I hope I'm back with you at some point in the next month or so. Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to playing the game. And guys, before we leave you, do make sure you hit that like button. Only 37 of 220 have liked it. Come oh. along. Over 220 of you, though. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. And like Gianni says, like the stream. And make sure you go online and, and say how much you enjoy the stream, because Az loves hearing about that as well. Uh, right, we'll see you all um, after match day one and once the uh, World Cup has kicked off. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye-bye.